And now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please welcome to the ice the members of the 2016 NCAA National Champions from the University of North Dakota. Welcome back to the Hasbens presented by 10K Takes, brought to you always by the Chill Boys. Go get your underwear and socks, boys and men. I'm wearing them right now at Chill Boys, www.chillboys.com. And also, I want to shout out Mark West again for supplying us tonight with this great Pinot Noir. Uh, we enjoy it so much, and I know my grandma Betty back home is... Sipping on her glass of Pinot Noir right now, Mark West. Thank you again, Mark. Um, let's get into... So, my name is Gage Osmus, often referred to as Ozzo or Chief Sue. Um, somewhere, you know, sometimes in Grand Forks. And then I'm joined by Trevor the Mayor Olson and our guests, very special guest, reigning from Chicago, Played for the St. Cloud State Huskies, Jimmy Murray. Jimmy, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, guys. I'm excited. Good to have you. Good to have you. It's St. Cloud. This blood. is our first it. Husky guest. I love it. You know, I used to love the Huskies. You know, they get after it. <laughs> they all like Husky women. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who doesn't? Everyone needs some loving. <laughs> it's a shame we were never able to. Uh, get together after weekends you yeah know, always, you know we'd always, always have to drive, drive home, home. Brutal. it's terrible but uh jimmy and i did have you know a special weekend together or a night but uh we'll get into that later pretty good story um <laughs> let's go over a weekend recap also get up to anything good ah uh, i had a pretty laid back weekend i'm trying to think uh friday friday i did something um but for some reason i'm blanking I don't know why. Must not have been that good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was. Uh, no, just kidding. I went to um, uh, Nolos. Ah, yeah, you had the long night with Yonner. Yeah, I went to Nolos. We had a happy hour, a little espresso martinis, get yourself started, you know, a little <laughs> kickstart. That's why I remember it. Yeah, yeah, it was a good night. Ended up over at Cuzzy's for a couple, great establishment, and then uh, the Loop and the North Loop. Let's Saturday, go, anything go to good? Spot. Anything? Saturday um absolutely not in fact i woke up to a text from zach he said extremely hungover i said retweet and that's all he said and, and i just, you just melted on the couch the rest of the day exactly perfect that was my saturday that was my weekend nothing special mer how about you <laughs> you know thursday night actually a couple of the couple of the old cloud boys got into one because brooks birch was moving from here back home to dubuque and so me brooksy prox holka and Ray Camp went to uh, Bar La Grassa. Oh yeah, oh yeah, some nice homemade noodles. Yeah, exactly. A little little torquio, some pork sausage. I think is what I had, <laughs> and everyone else went with the uh, spaghetti carbonara, which was phenomenal. Naturally, you know, veteran move that my wife taught me, but maybe you cut that part. Um, corking fees at these places. What you pay fifteen bucks. 15 bucks a bottle and you can bring whatever wine you want in. So you want to bring a Camus in? 15 bucks. 
You're really? kidding. Yeah, and they'll they'll open it for you. And so we started off, everyone, all of us old cloud guys really like IPAs. Yeah. So we actually started at Bunkers. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah there was live music yeah, action. Yeah, there were zero people in there yeah. at 6 o'clock, and we <laughs> each pounded an IPA, walked over to Bar La Grassa, IPA, Right in a couple of bottles of wine, there good you go. meal, and then a bourbon, and then right over to Cousins. <laughs> Love right that. to the loop, <laughs> yeah. right back to Bunkers. Yeah. Sounds like a nice Friday yeah. wake up yeah. there. Ruined my Friday. <laughs> sure, you didn't have a headache after that. Yeah, one, so <laughs> ruined my Friday, and then you know, <laughs> kind of went back uh, Friday night, had a couple of drinks, then ruined the rest of my weekend. So yeah. you know, didn't do didn't do a ton else except nice. sweat through my sheets on a. Nice two three day hangover. Thirty is uh, been there. It's not fun. You know, it's not fun. I got a, you get a lot of gray hair. Yeah, it's funny because you think you know you your brain doesn't really process that you're not that twenty two year old anymore. No, you still kind of feel like you are. Mentally, and, you're yeah, there. It's tough. But Mace, Mace, what about you? Anything good? Uh, Friday night, I was just working, but uh, on Saturday, me and the 10K boys went and did a little pub crawl at the Mall of America, surprisingly, <laughs> out of all places. Love that. And it was pretty fun. Then uh, after we did that, we went down to St. Paul for the wild game, watched the game there, and then somehow ended up at Plums in St. Thomas. So Perfect little you know, St. Thomas College bar, maybe you know, looking for some tail out there, who knows? <laughs> But uh, do you do any drunk shopping in the Mall of America? Get anything good? Surprisingly not. Uh, we did the mirror maze, though, and I, I really wanted to just run through it and see how many walls I could just run into. But. <laughs> yeah. That'd be that'd be bad luck if you happen to run into one too hard and break it. You know, you had seven years of just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible luck. But then Sunday, I was just dead on the couch all day. Feeling that. Yeah. Couple edible Sunday. Yeah. You know, just, you We've know, all been there. Steamed broccoli on the couch watching TV all day, you know. Great time. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't really do anything either. I, I worked a lot this, this weekend, which was good. Um, took a little weekend off, so I'll share – one of the days I actually did call, I wanted to share this story just because I, I, I think it relates to hockey a little bit. Um, and I do eventually want to get my dad on here to talk about it because he's this, he's this ridiculous hunter and fisher, you know, and he takes it as serious as anyone. And he used to be an athlete, so I'll, I'll relate this all later. But anyways, I talked to my dad on the phone over the weekend, hour and 30, hour and 30 minute conversation. And He's just telling me, you know, it's funny because he's got this Yeti ice house. It's like an ice castle. It's like a trailer. It's an RV. You know, it's it's great. Um, but he doesn't take it out that often because it's a lot of work. You know, you got to fill the propane. You got to make sure, you know, there's food in there. And, and there's just a lot of, you know, preparation that goes into it and then cleaning up after and all that stuff, which makes it kind of a hassle. But um, and he's always complaining about it to me. You know, he's always complaining about this preparation. Yeah, I fucking... God, I guess I want to take the audio, but I can't. It's too much fucking work. And I, you know, he does the same thing with hunting. You know, you have to, you have to go shopping, get all the right equipment and put in so much time to just maybe enjoy an hour or two, you know? And the whole time I'm thinking, you know, <clears throat> he's, he's acting like it's such a hassle and he hates it, but he's been doing it for however, you know, 30 plus years and he absolutely loves it. But the whole time he's like, he's like complaining about all of it, you know, like all the time. <laughs> and it just related, you know, I just, I'm just thinking in my head, like, this is exactly what sports are. You know, it's all these athletes, you know, it's hockey players. You go to practice and 
you go to work out and you do all the, sh- you, you stretch after and you're injured and have to take care of your body and you're just complaining about it the whole time. And you're doing all this stuff just so you can enjoy maybe, you know, for us guys, I mean, Murr played a little more in, in St. Cloud, but you know, Olson and I are doing it for, you know, maybe 13 minutes on the fucking sheet, you know, <laughs> tops. Going, I think, yeah. I, I think that was the most I ever played you was know, 1330. Yeah. And, and we're just, we're just <laughs> sacrificing everything and doing all the shit we hate doing, you know, running miles and just, you know, working your body, the core and, and, for some reason, when you look at it, you know, the whole time, almost the whole time, you're just complaining like, this is terrible. What, what am I, you know, oh, I got to work out, I got practice. But then you look at it from the outside view and you're like, God, I love hockey. Yeah. I love playing. <laughs> you know, I love being an athlete. And it's the same thing my dad say, oh, I love hunting. And well, why the fuck are you complaining about all the time? Yeah. <laughs> you and it's, just, it. <laughs> it's just what you do, you know, you just, you just complain about shit, just no matter what. But I, that was, it was kind of funny listening because I'm like, you know what? I know deep down you fucking love that preparation and getting oh, yeah. shit ready and like going to Shields or Cabela's and buying your stuff. You know, he's like, oh, I got to go to Shields and pick up something. I'm like, shut up. You yeah. love it. <laughs> he's got a Woody the whole time. He's like, yeah. oh. He thinks he's, he thinks he's like pissed about it, but he, he loves it. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. But yeah, I just wanted to share that story because I thought it was so funny. But um, anyways, let's get into our predictions for the weekend here. Unfortunately, they're all going to be NCHC series because all the other leagues are in their playoffs right now. So we'll start out with Nodak at Omaha, and I'm going to go last because I'm going to base it off of you guys, and that's I think that's why I've been losing. So is is this the last weekend of predictions, or are we going to do uh, oh no tournament predictions? I think we're going to do tournament. I think tournament predictions. Good to know. Just because I need to. Good to know. Kind of gain some ground. Yeah. And, and also, I thought about the consequence. I thought about another avenue we could go down. And and I know it's selfish of me thinking about all these consequences because we all know I'm going to fucking lose and have to do it. <laughs> so people are going to be like, oh, you only said that. So like it was easy for you to do because you knew you were going to lose. But whatever. One, I think it would be funny if the loser has to get a spray tan and walk around for I mean you'd look like an absolute jackass. <laughs> Are we talking you two? Well so, no, so. so so we do these predictions and we all have a record. So you're the guest, the guests have a record and us three have a record on our predictions. Well the last place guy is gonna have a consequence on and I'll, I'll name off a few one of them jumping into a you know polar plunge, one of them's getting a nude portrait painted of you i really like one that them, one, one i think yeah, that's hilarious yeah. one of them's watching 24 hours of the horse racing channel nonstop, <laughs> and then this one here getting a spray tan and you, you gotta walk around and look like a fucking trumper you know <laughs> you basically you might have to dress up as donnie yeah <laughs> just wear you know wear that you know white collar blue you know, blue dress shirt and with the blue suit, red tie maybe, and you might be able to pull it off, but that's maybe the only way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so all starts off, Nodak at Omaha. What do you got? Nodak at Omaha. Nodak with a chance to win the Penny. The Penny Rosa? I'm going sweep. They've been playing very, very well. I'm going sweep at Omaha. Penrose on Friday, right? If they win on Friday, they get it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think sweet. Unfortunately, I have to agree with you. They have been playing very well. And, you know, from an inaugural Penerosa winner to 
you know, hopefully the, the future champs for you guys here, I think they'll sweep as well. All right. Good to know. I like that. I'm thinking the boys are going to come out buzzing. Going to be a good weekend. Penny Rose in the building. People are going to be hyped. So no deck sweeps. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I got to pull away some here. I wanted to pick Nodex Sweep, but I'm going to go split. They're going to win Friday and then just fucking go out and get hammered in Omaha with the Penne and not show up. They might even drive home after Friday and just give it to Omaha. <laughs> Forfeit. We got to rest. Yeah, you guys should have the I mean, couldn't you make up drive. ground on a different series? You want to... God. Oh, I'll go with that. That's a, okay. that's a realistic... All right. All right. Gage, you think that if they win Friday night or maybe like after the first period, they're up three rip? You drive down to DJ's dugout in Omaha, and you're just waiting for the fellas, even though I think, the game would end a lot quicker. I think uh, I think I'll be halfway before the game starts, and I'll post up at a gas station. You know, wait to see the score, and if they're up, then that's when I start inching closer to Omaha. Like, okay, it's Smart. going. We're, it's going. Smart, because <laughs> you know we all we all like to take you know chug chug a beer out of that Penrose cup. It's a oh, good yeah. time. Really nice. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, I could do it pretty with ease back in the college days. It'll be a little tougher now. It's a little heavy. But uh, next series, Denver versus CC. Uh, I'm going to go. That's tough. That's tough. Denver's been playing terrible. I've picked them to sweep, I think, two weekends in a row. And I think they got swept and split. I'm going to go with, it's a must-win weekend. I'm going Denver sweep. The gold pan, I think, is what they call this. Yeah, right? yeah. Is it a home and home, or where? What did you say? You know, I I think it's a home and home. I think. Let me let me look to make sure. Yeah, this, last, is, this know, is important. I you know, know last time they played, it was home and home in hockey, especially. You know, <laughs> home ice. So they, yeah, maybe at the Ralph. But these two teams, you know, it's a little different because like they're both acclimated to home that. and home. Home and home. I'm gonna go a Denver sweep as well. I know I'm following you, Ols, but I like that. I mean, are Nodak and Denver top two in NCHC? Um, yes. And what? Yeah, and Western Playoff Western time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. You going sweep? Yeah, I like it. You know, I was gonna go sweep, but now that it's home and home, I don't know. Colorado College isn't that great at home. They're five and ten apparently. But I think they're gonna get one. I'm going split. Wow. I've got I've got sweep, Denver sweep. They're too good to to drop another one. They they need to yeah. Some it's a here, it's a but. must. Okay, so St. Cloud at Duluth, huge series here. Wow, I oh no, I'm going split because I'm a chicken fucker. Yep, split license and registration. <laughs> I'm going split. You chicken fucker. <laughs> What's that? What's that movie? Super, super troopers. See how many times you can say chicken fucker. <laughs> Walks up the window. License is registration. Chicken fucker. <laughs> I'm going split. I'm going split. I'm going to go with my heart here. Obviously, yeah. Saint Cloud sweep on the road. Let's go. Wow. And, and Larson's cool enough. Yeah. To get the boys back before bar close Saturday night oh, in yeah. Saint Cloud. Yep. One that. Bob Motzko, not cool enough to do. <laughs> we, I don't, I don't know if you guys were at Nodak at this time. This might have been my freshman or sophomore year, but we swept Nodak 
at Nomad. That was my freshman year. Okay. During Halloween. Fuck, yes, you, fuck yes, you guys. Yeah, so we, we sweeped Nodak first time. Nodak had swept at home in like 10 plus years. Yeah. We're all buzzing. We're like, oh my God, we're going to get home in time for the bar. Psych. Bob Motzko, <laughs> two hours in the coach's room with, with Hack and the boys. Oh, yeah. You're kidding. He, he walks knew. on the bus and he goes, you guys think we were getting home yeah. before? He's like, you think I don't know what day it is? We're like, God yeah. damn it. That's such a funny story because you bring that up and... That was like that was my freshman year, and obviously you're you're in college, and you're a freshman. You're you're looking forward to Halloween. You know, we all got our fucking costumes picked out, looking for a good weekend at home, and we just get embarrassed. Two games swept out of, out of our home rink, and Halloween's canceled. Everyone's just no going out. You guys are done. So all the freshmen go back to the dorms. We're sitting around and we're like, I mean, we're freshmen. We're not fucking staying in. You know, no fucking chance, no <laughs> so, so we, so all, all six of us, all six of us go to this house, this random house party, and we walk in, expecting it's only going to be us. Like, ah, oh, yeah, we got to keep this quiet from the team. Well, there's like six other guys. They're keeping it quiet. You know, <laughs> just stand there, like all looking at each other. Like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. But anyways, we're not supposed to go out that weekend. And there's this, there's this Instagram account called you and called you and pass outs and the next day on sunday paul adu's pictured on you and pass outs <laughs> at this party in a suit passed out on a couch from the halloween so it's just out there in the public that we were at a party you know like you you uh, walk in your ladu you're like any photo can be doctors that, that was not me that was photoshopped <laughs> uh mace what do you got um, I was going to say Duluth sweep, but I mean, St. Cloud is solid away and I mean, Duluth's good at home, but I'm going to split. Yeah. I mean, these two teams are kind of in a similar situation right now. They're, you know, they start off the year hot and, you know, they have the guys to do it for some, whatever, re- whatever, whatever reason it is, they're just not playing that well right now, but I've got a split as well. Um, we'll move on to Miami at Western. Western sweep. I'm going to go split because I don't know anything about either of these teams this year. (laughs) Mace? Uh, I'm going to go Western sweeps. I'm going to go split. Um, Miami just won a couple of big, big games. They've been on a, Miami's kind of been on a heater since January 1st, actually. Um, And and Western, it seems like. they just lost to the de- – they just got sweep, swept by a depleted UND team, you know. And yeah. Of course, it's at the Ralph, and there's a lot on the line, senior nights. It's tough to win on those nights, you know. Like, how many – what's the stat on that? You know, how many teams win on the road versus a team that has senior night? Like, those senior night games are almost a guaranteed win for the home team, you know. Like, oh, it's yeah. just what happens. But, yeah. Um, so, I don't think – yeah. Obviously, they're a lot better than Miami. I just think it's going to be a, a split, so – I have a I have an unbelievable, and I'm sorry if I keep cutting in with the stories here. I love it. Yeah. When I played in Fargo, I don't know whose promotional idea this was in the marketing department, but we had a guaranteed win night promotion oh, no. on a schedule in February. You know who we were playing that year? Johnny Gaudreau's Dubuque Fighting Saints. <laughs> Zemgus Gergens. Yeah, how are you? Johnny, that team was disgusting Insane. disgusting <laughs> yeah. so we lost five nothing and we're down five nothing and our boy ollie coach coach nick oliver yeah fights a guy with uh 
couple minutes left in the game and we're already down five nothing gets bagged <laughs> we had right love y'all we had right in the locker room like yeah, so much for guaranteed win night there. Uh, you got beat at every aspect. Yeah, probably head home. Probably head home to the villain house. Yeah. Grab was, the belt. There was <laughs> nothing else that was going to happen during that game, though. It's it's just like it's just like when the announcers on TV are like, you know, this pitcher hasn't let up a home run in 265 innings, and it's like. You know, it's coming. that next. You know that those next couple of batters, they're hitting a home run. It's, it's, it's every time. You can't guarantee a win like that. It's you can't expect a win, but yeah, it's a that's, what a promotion. What a promotion. How do you? Who comes up with that? And then you got to think of whoever's running the force as a team is like, okay, whoever came up with that promotion, who came up with that? You're fired. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You know, like you can't be doing that. <laughs> Guaranteed win night. Sullied our what reputation. Did, yeah. What did they give away? Or was it just like guaranteed win night? I have no, Is that it? I like think that it? was it. Oh. <laughs> hey, come on to guaranteed win night. Watch us get our titties clapped. Yeah. For, <laughs> for Pack the barn. Hours. Pack the barn, force it in. I feel like you can't do that at the start of the year. Like, oh, this is going to be guaranteed win night. You have to see where teams are at. Even, even just, even just any like two losses. Even just any time in the season, how do you guarantee a win? That's just ridiculous. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. It reminds me of. It reminds me of. You know, every team's got this teddy bear toss going. Whether it's juniors or, or you're playing pro or whatever. I played a game one time as teddy bear toss night on the road and the home team never fucking scored a goal. (laughs) (laughs) All these fans are sitting there, you know, it's late, late in the third and we're up, we're, we're up and like in between whistles, fans are like, fuck it. Just start chucking teddy bears. It's tough. How demoralizing it is. It is tough. (laughs) But, uh, oh, to pump my tires, I actually scored a teddy goal, a teddy bear goal. That's incredible. Yeah, so I scored, is. and the teddy bears just started raining in. So obviously, I'm jumping around in the teddy bears, you know, <laughs> finding the cameras in the corner and skating over to them, and making you know, grabbing teddy bears and taking pictures. Yeah, you need, you know, babies you, you know, pictures. you're gonna, you know, you're gonna text that photographer after the game, like, <laughs> hey, send that to me. I need good Insta. Perfect. Also, I'm in juniors. So please send it to my parents too, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so. I've got a few more hypotheticals. Ooh, I really like this segment. This is a good segment. Yeah, that's a good one. So a little debate here. Um, the first one, would you rather be second pair PP or first pair PK? Does anyone want to take the reins here and start? I mean, I, I already know what my... I would be second power play. Okay. I don't think I need to really explain that. I don't know. I just... Here's, here's my explanation. I'm picking first pair P, PK for sure. Because when you're first pair of PK, you're getting sent out there first time every time, and you're 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 getting minutes. A lot of the teams I played on, that second PP unit might as well just be anyone else because a lot of that time that first PP unit just racks up a minute forty seven on the power play. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> I mean, obviously sometimes not, God. but it's it's a tough one. I think because you obviously <laughs> want minutes and you want to be playing. But you also, if you're on the PP, you double your point count. Yeah. Even if you're second PP, sometimes 
you're going to get out there first just yeah. because it does all the happen. top guys on the first one just drew the penalty. It yeah. does happen. Now maybe you get a quick one. Yeah. And speaking as a guy who was on the second power play at St. Cloud for, I think, four years, um, you can you can grab some points there just passing yeah. pucks. Yeah. No, sure. trust me. I was on PP1 at North Dakota. Not a big deal. <laughs> Net front. Ever heard of it? <laughs> big body. <laughs> big body. No points, but I screened the shit out of that goalie. <laughs> yeah, you heard of our power play? It was like Nick Schmaltz, Brock Kessler, Oh, they were long gone. Away. This was oh, senior yeah. year. <laughs> no, this was senior year. I was fucking... Way at the end of the bench anytime special teams came around. But I was a diehard PK guy. Like, I was first unit in Orlando, and I loved it. Um, but I still think I'd pick second pair PP, just the opportunity to be more on the score sheet. It's just... Yeah. I mean, th- PP is a lot more glamorous. Yeah, even though I had six shorties in Orlando, but... Yeah. In one year. Okay, so... Jeez. I think you stayed PK Six one. shorties. Yeah, you had six. You had to lead, lead the. Did you lead the league in shorthanded goals? Me, it, me, and a guy I killed with actually tied with six. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like the best PK I've ever heard. Yeah, me and uh, Matt Matt Fogut. He's a Canadian boy. Um, he was about five foot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eight. Whoa, whoa. Five foot eight, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm six six quick two. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the quick little stick. That was. If I got the puck, I just like chipped it out, and he was fucking gone. See you later. Yeah. Mine was more like a block and then a breakaway. A couple against Cam Johnson. <laughs> Suck it, idiot. <laughs> Cam, or he's going to claim he let you score those, but he definitely didn't. No, yeah, I whiffed on a couple. <laughs> okay, second one. Would you rather be athletic trainer for a full game day? Or equipment manager for a full game day. Us right now. I mean, obviously, we don't know. We don't really know how to do any of it. So, which one would you rather be? Like, just if we were called in, like as like a Zamboni you, driver, you get, called, coming to- you get called into the wild, and you're either the athletic trainer for the full game day, or you're the equipment manager for the full game day. Oh, that's tough. I'm gonna go equipment manager because I don't have to sharpen skates. They have the extra blades already ready so i can just pop them out and pop the blades back in now you're sharpening those extra ones though you gotta have two sharp i'm sure they have like in- put it on the machine it's just a machine now yeah that's true they got the fucking self ones but yeah, it probably is easy um i'm going equipment manager tape sticks i have elite um yep. tick tape t- stick t- tick jesus <laughs> goddamn had a seizure there <laughs> Stick taping yeah. form. I have a really nice crease in between. Um, I'm going equipment manager because I don't know. I'm not going to like massage people out and like after morning skate, you got to stretch them out and stuff. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I didn't stretch in college. I was thinking, I was actually thinking equipment manager would probably have more duties on game day, like washing the uniforms, getting everything ready in the locker room. Oh, that's Sharpening fine. skates. Like the athletic trainers kind of got. You know, there's you obviously got to tape guys up, but you know you have you have student trainers to do that. Um, what really worried me about picking an athletic trainer is if someone were to get injured during the game. Yeah. I mean, I have to run out there and be like, hey, yo, this is what we don't what die. The fuck do you do? Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing with like, you know, what if what if someone breaks their skate or something happens to the pad or something happens to their skate during the game and they come back and they're like, fix us right now in the middle of the game. And you're like, Oh God. Well, I, th- I feel like that's less severe than if like 
the guy that got his neck, you know, cut open. What the yeah. hell are you supposed to do? And that's, I'm going equipment manager. It's a no brainer for me. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every single time. Could you imagine if the best player in your team was like, I only like the athletic trainer to be the one to tape me up and yeah. stretch me out yeah. an hour before the game. And now you're that guy and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to argue. I mean, I'm picking athletic trainer. You know, I'm taping the shit out of those ankles, you know, getting those knees loose. You know, bringing the guys through warm up maybe before the game. They don't go through warm. They're NHL players. <laughs> they don't whatever they need. And then, I'm, and then, and then you know, like the equipment manager, he's not opening the door. But athletic trainer, you know, at, at least at UND, you know, he's he's on the pool. He's on the door. You know, open it up in the game. You know, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I, a lot more pressure, obviously. But I'm 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 thinking fair. when I'm athletic training this game, no one's getting injured because I've you know warmed them up so much and like they're already you know sure they're good to go. Doctor Ozzo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll get into another hypothetical. We're gonna bring it to uh, golf actually because we all like golf here. Um, would you rather miss the fairway every hole or miss every putt inside five feet? So what happens if I'm at like six feet? Is that an automatic make? No, it's, I mean, you could miss, but you everything inside five feet. So if you miss a putt one foot, you're missing the next one. Oh, I wouldn't, I'd never hit a fairway. I don't hit fairways anyway. I'm the best scramble golfer ever. <laughs> You're Tiger. <laughs> best scramble golfer ever. Me and Tiger, head to head, bring it on. Out of the fescue from 240. It's easy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tiger Stinger right out of there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy to challenge a guy after he crashes a car, huh? Well, <laughs> he's on extras. <laughs> How else do you stay up? Yeah. <laughs> 7 a.m. <laughs> Genesis, Genesis Open. It's a sponsorship. What can you do? But yeah, I, I'm missing again hitting the fairway. Not that easy. Yeah, um, and you can really pick up, you know, a lot of strokes being a pretty decent putter. Yeah. So if you know you're you're making it, I think you got to take that every time. Yeah, it's tough because I mean, if you play around and you're missing every fairway, I mean, you are you're not having fun. Like, it's a terrible round. You know, like, if you're off the tee and you're looking for your ball in the woods every hole, I mean, it, you're not having any fun. But you said not the fairway. It can just go into the rough. But who's to say it doesn't go in the woods? Yeah. You also brought up a great point that even if you if it's inside five feet, yeah. it's one feet, you still miss. You miss. So yeah. I think that, you answered yeah. your own hypothetical. But, you know, if I'm playing that way, you know, I'm hitting every fairway, then I'm darting one at seven to six feet and I'm draining it for birdie every time. So that's why I'd, <laughs> True, you know, so easy. I'm really good from six, seven feet and I can put it. You know, like when I'm chipping in, I can easily put it seven to ten feet out. <laughs> I would, I would love to watch you four putt from eight feet. I would love it. I would love it. It's happened. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Next one. Would you rather? And this is you're either hitting one or the other. You can't choose both. Would you rather hit a butter cut, just a nice little fade, or you've got the draw action? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with butter cut. Butter cut. I don't know. To me, because I kind of hit, not a cut, but more of like a you know a slice. Um, 
it's natural, but if it's a nice butter cut every single time, I'll do that. If instead of you know crossing over and all of a sudden I got that duck hook thing going on, yeah. I'm going butter cut. A little safer to go butter cut. Yeah, it is safer to go butter cut. So you know, you and I seem to be very agreeable. Here, yes, which is unfortunate. I'm following you every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I agree. I like to play a little baby, little baby cut. Yeah. So. What do you guys actually when you're actually playing? What are you guys normally hitting? A little cut or a little draw? I, thank you for letting me go first. Yep. <laughs> really, what a nice host. Yeah, I, I try to play a cut. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can play a draw here, right? It's about yeah. how you put your feet. I don't actually know what the fuck I'm doing, so yeah, it, it just depends. Yeah, I just try to hit as far as I can. I, I, I love that. I, I, so do I. I gotta play with him. Yeah, <laughs> I play with me, me and your old teammates, the Schmaltz. I played a lot of rounds of golf with those guys. And Schmaltz, he told Jordan Schmaltz told me, you know, I I reached out to Jordan before this episode because i knew he was a big fan of jimmy and and that's how i kind of you know like you meet a bunch of guys you know a bunch of guys and they tell you like, oh yeah this guy's great whatever and you you don't know if you trust him but jordo jordo's always told me the merman's been uh he, he's a great dude and i've heard from you know res, you know guys that i respect and trust that mer's a good guy so i i knew i knew i could trust him but he did bring up that the Murdog has uh, when he was playing with him. I don't know what I don't know what wrenches you have now, but just got a new driver. Yeah, yeah. But when he's <laughs> when he was playing back in the day with Jordo, he would have this you know basically Walmart top flight <laughs> set of wrenches and, and driver. And Jordo's like the guy's got the worst clubs I've ever seen. And it's it's fucking hilarious. And then he goes out there, he steps up, and. He drives the ball three hundred plus yards, and he's actually a kind of a stick out there. So I was I I was laughing at that. I'm like, that's that's good. You know, I, there's nothing I respect more than a guy who's just like, give me give me a set of fucking irons, and I'll go out there and play. You know, there's some guys who are like, oh, you know, are those AP those Titleist AP twos? No, I can't play them. It's the only thing I can hit. <laughs> Mer- <laughs> That got me. That got me. <laughs> so I'll tell you how I how I got these clubs. I'm a lefty, and I I had these clubs growing up, you know, and they were like I think they might have been women's clubs because when I got a little bit stronger, I used to be really skinny. I know looking at me now, it's probably pretty tough to believe, but I was pretty skinny, and so I'd play these like women's clubs. I think, and I could, you know, they were super flexible. It was nice. And then when I got a little stronger, like later in high school, I started breaking clubs in half whenever we'd go play. And I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. So I went. I used to go to the golf shop right by my house, and I would demo clubs anytime I'd go to play for like three years. Yeah. And then finally, when I was when I was done done at St. Cloud, Alex Broadhurst, who had been pro for a while and is a good friend of Schmaltzy and I's, he gave me his clubs. And they were top flight, which he bought with like his first pro contract <laughs> at eighteen. But, hey, now also the irons are R nines; they're tailor mades. Okay, they're not yeah, bad. Yeah. They're not bad. Yeah. But Brody gave me, yeah. So it's it's a driver set of old top flights, and they are very shitty, <laughs> very shitty. But it's about how you hit it, you yeah, know. And Jordan called me a little bit of a stick. Is super. Yeah. kind of him because that's not true yeah. jordan and i are always partners and we're all we lose every time we lose yeah. every anyone who's playing us we talk each other up we're like you're so sick man like you're, yeah. hey you're doing great what a fucking shot there and it's like what'd, the- you, what'd you get there sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, jordan and i are just we just really like to rev each other up and then you get to a certain hole and you're like 
how many drinks do you think we could pound? Now we're going to be better. <laughs> yeah. And it's usually like, it's funny because the Schmaltzes are, are good to me. So they treated me a few summers ago to Whistling Straits. So yeah. it was me, Jordan, Nick, and Mr. Schmaltz. And me and Jordan are like, we'll take Nick on. I think we got this here. Nick's like, Nick's like two under. Jordan and I are like 25 over. And we're like, whistling's not even that hard. You know, like, <laughs> it's not even that hard. Nick, so Nick got lucky that day. But Nick, Nick was my partner at school. We It was me and him, it versus, nice. me and him versus Brock and uh, Shane Gersich. Uh, we won. Good pairing, but I would, I would take you guys as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shane's good, go- great golfer. Brock. Yeah good golfer as well but big head. you guys just have that little extra charisma there yeah that gersh and brock don't have that's fair i like that i appreciate you yeah yeah <laughs> uh, no problem but yeah to, to bring it back to your driver thing you know like everyone's buying these new drivers but you always see like i use this old tailor-made it's got, it had a white head it was like powered by whatever dodge ram yeah, powered by Dodge Ram, tailor-made driver, whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, I could just fucking pound the thing, and and it was a shitty driver, and I'm just like, why would I give this up when I'm when I'm hitting it so well? And um, you just don't. But anyways, Murr, let's get into your playing career and, and some stories that uh, some stories that you know I I reached out before, so before I talked with Murr or. Before this podcast, I knew Murr was coming on, and I know a couple of the guys that are good buddies with Murr. So one's Joe Yosi Raycamp and Jordan Schmaltz. I reach out to these guys. I'm like, hey, give me some Murr stories. Bring up what, what should I talk about with this with these guys? And Yosi brought up. He, he actually sent me a full list of little stories. So I'll, I'll kind of run through them. See if you want to talk about them a little bit. Um, Joe's so, like the perfect guy for you to ask yeah. about old stories because he is the best. He, he has the best recollection of like junior hockey, yeah. college, little stuff you'd never remember. And he and I played together in junior and college. I couldn't believe when I asked him, you know, like, like Schmaltz is a really, you know, witty guy and he, he has a good brain on him, good memory, and he can remember shit like no one else. And I asked him, he's like, you know, give, give me some time. And he gave me a few things. He's like, can't really, you know, tough to remember a lot of other things, but. I, I I messaged Yosi and he he's like okay give me a few minutes and it was like ten seconds later he comes back with this like just list down a piece of paper it's all full of just asking him about all of these events I'm like I don't know if we have enough time <laughs> but anyways I'll, I'll start off with the first one I'll see if you want to comment on it Halloween night before Denver Rondi plus practice or Procno. Do you know? Do you know what, what is what is the last line? Do you know? Oh, roadie plus practice. Okay, okay. So, Halloween night before Denver, roadie plus yeah. practice. So my freshman year, we're going to Denver on Thursday morning. It's Halloween night, Wednesday night. It's like get home by midnight. Like okay. <laughs> Joe and I, Yos, dress yeah. up as MacGruber. Oh yeah. Yeah, we go out having a good time. You know, I'm like. 20 years old, making out with 18-year-old chicks, feeling good, you know, sweet wheels. Not really, but you're dressed as MacGruber, so everything's going really well for you. <laughs> anytime right? you're in a costume, yeah, exactly. went over this before, any, anytime exactly. you're in a costume, is just always better. <laughs> exactly. And so whenever we get, we get rocked, you know, wake up, take the bus to the airport, fly to Denver, sleep the whole, fl- <laughs> sleep the whole plane. We get off, go, go 
go to the rink, practice, and we're like doing laps, you know, to start practice. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, this altitude. I haven't played there in a while in my head. And then we do one drill and I get to the line and I'm breathe. I like cannot breathe. And I turned to Nick Oliver. I'm like, Ollie, this altitude is really getting to me, man. And he turns around and he's like, or the 20 beers you had last night, Jim. <laughs> I was like, I guess it could be that too. <laughs> so every time we always get, get together, we, yeah. Yo's really likes that story because it yeah. was like a nice little naive freshman, you know, thinking you can go out and, and run with the big dogs. And you by could, big dogs, I mean, there was yeah. like three of us that went out, but yeah. yeah. And then you go to, and then you go to the older guy, Ollie. Who's not acclimated to this to this altitude, and he already he knows he you're knew. trying to bullshit a bullshitter right there. It's like, uh, Jim, I know it's not the altitude, man. It's okay. You don't have, you can tell that to Matsko, but me, you don't have to fucking lie to me. I know it's the twenty beers yet. Yeah. How bad you look in practice right now? You might be scratched tomorrow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I don't tell Coach on you. Uh, okay, so our next one. Um, Moscow body picks before summer. The eye test. So what happened here? Uh, and I, this is kind I of. I feel a like I, we had something similar to this. You know, everyone, every trainer takes pictures of the bodies before and after. You know, see what see what the guys are up to. Oh. Let's hear this story. <laughs> One, I think this might have been like going into my junior year, so those guys seniors, or maybe going into my sophomore year, so those guys junior year, and. Bob gets this idea, like, you know, we're, we're fresh off the first Frozen Four in school history. It, it was going into my sophomore year. He's like, you know what? I think I think I uh, everyone should take a body body pick before summer, and then we'll take one after. So everyone get in your Under Armour, take your shirt off, and the trainer is going to take a picture here. And I have a terrible body, and I'm like, oh, man, this is really tough. I'm like, this is really <laughs> tough. Do you think that I could not wear the Under Armour because it's a little tight in my uh, – my gut might hang over this a little bit. <laughs> my gut fur. I look, I look better, you know, if I'm like holding my package and at least I can yeah. try and look a little skinnier and suck in there. Yeah. Didn't happen. So we take these pictures and we come back and we never actually take another picture again. Right. And yeah. so Bob, his whole eye test thing was like, no, I don't need to see those pictures. I can tell you got in shape this summer. And it's like, actually, no, I just wore very tight a very tight black outfit <laughs> to try and stay skinny because the summer in Chicago, I was 21 for the first time. Let me tell you, I was not very skinny. And so he's, but, you know, he thought, in Bob's eyes, he's like, you know what? Yeah, the eye test, you're looking, you're looking good. You, you put in the work this summer. There you, you go. Yeah, I did. That's all you yeah, need, though. That's all you need. Exactly. Man. He, he fooled him. You know, you fool them with the everyone. You, not everyone knows, but black is slimming. So slimming. You That's know, why you I wear, wear black. You yeah. look skinny. I, for some I reason. wear this oversized thing yeah. to try and make myself look skinny. Exactly. That's why I got a black long sleeve on, black pants, and then just a white cardigan yeah. over it because yeah, it's, it's like really, classy. It's like, whoa, that guy, he's kind of looking jacked, but little do you know, not so much. <laughs> Man, with these... I, I fucking, I wasn't very good in the gym, whatever, yada, 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 but I was like 12% body fat at school and I was considered heavy. Yeah. I go in with all these guys, his whole class freaks, my whole class freaks. I'm 12% and they're like, dude, get on the bike. And it's like, 
I'm 12%. I understand I kind of look heavy, but... <laughs> 12% ain't that bad. It's not. It's like super healthy yeah. for like a male. And I'm the fat kid on the block. I'm with Gage, Tomer, Paul do all these guys are like 8% below her. Tucker Pullman. Partying just as hard as you two. <laughs> harder. Harder. And it's like, dude, I have a milkshake. My ass jiggles for a week. <laughs> well, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's You, you try to like... In your head, you're always like, oh, well, that guy's doing it, so I can do it. And it's like, you can't really spend that much time around Tucker Pullman doing that doing that game because he's eating a frozen pizza or two frozen pizzas every night, and you're like, God, Tucker's doing it. I can do it. And then he's showing up to the body fat test, and he's 3%, and it's like, I can't be doing that. I'm not Tucker Pullman. No. Some guys got it. But I, but yeah. I also, I was a fuck. I wish I was better at that <laughs> in my playing days because in the summers, you know, we'd do our fucking workouts and we'd go home. Then I'd cook a craft dinner mac and cheese. <laughs> like, no wonder you aren't losing any fucking weight, you right. fat ass. Right. Like, oh. It, well, that was a thing at UND, too. Like, we, we got every day during the week, we got meals, you know, given to us mm-hmm. in our in our lounge, in our player's lounge in the kitchen area. And we'd always just eat dinners at the rink. Well, Pooley and all the coaches, like, you know, you got to eat healthy, got to take care of your body, do all this. Well, all of our meals that they're serving up are fucking chicken cordon bleu and all this, you know, just pasta and like all this just unhealthy food. And we're all just, just drowning, just (laughs) absolutely draining this food that is just terrible for you all while the coaches and trainers are telling us to eat healthy, and it's like, well, maybe order some fucking healthy food for us, then that we'll eat it. <laughs> they but. they put a salad bar there to think that we're gonna eat the salad rather than the thin crust pizza that's yeah. sitting on the table. Right. And I, think I want this, half yeah. that fucking pizza to myself. And I think right. that romaine lettuce and those tomatoes and raw onions over in that salad bar just stayed there all year yeah. because no one fucking touched them. Yeah. Other than Pogo, Matt, Matt Rinku and Pogo, you <laughs> yeah. know, Rinks, Ring Dog are. Uh, he was our third goalie the first who two ju- years. Who just got married. Yeah. Shout out just Rink. Got married. Shout out Rink. Nice job. He was our third goalie first two years, second goalie last two years or whatever. Actually, second goalie last his senior year. Yeah. Um, but he was just a just jacked. Just jacked, six-pack, ate just perfectly, engineer, smart as hell. Yeah. He was Good like, guy. Well, he, he's a great guy. He's a, he's, he's a great guy, but. Not non-beauty. But he would, he would, he would kind of judge us, you know. He, you know, you know, he would be looking at us like, he's, he's maybe a, maybe reining it in a little bit, yeah. You know, like maybe he and he was right. I mean, you're you're talking about college kids, and all of us were idiots at the time. We're like, oh, Rink's eating healthy and you know taking care of his body. What an idiot! What a loser! This will never end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And looking back, and it's like God. I wish I would have taken care of the body like Rink Pup did. <laughs> yeah. totally. No, I I loved Rink. Rink was my road roomie. Uh, for some reason, I was always with the goalies. I don't know if I was, like kept him cool or whatever. You know, I'd, but yeah, he was my road roomie. He was road roomie down in Tampa. Um, I made up a story. <laughs> made up a story about Rink coming back from Ferg's. Yes. The the after party after we won the national championship, we went to the. No, this is not, so, not bad. This is good. We, we went you guys to, won in Tampa? We won in Tampa. I think this was my senior year. Yeah. yeah. You guys had a great team. That yeah, year yeah. 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 I, I honestly was we like. We thought we were going to play you. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And then we just quick quick out against yeah. Ferris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, the heel, we we actually appreciate you for that because you pr- 
You guys were so nasty though. But anyway, so we won. We won. We went to Ferg's right across the street or whatever from the Amelie Arena, and we were there till four a.m. You know, yeah. people, beers everywhere, whatever. They kept it open till four, and then we walked back to the hotel and Rink's my roommate, and you know he made it the whole time. Fucking, he wasn't a big partier at school, but. He got to the point we fucking won a championship. He was hammering the beers. I loved it. Yep. <clears throat> so we walked back, whatever, we go to bed. And I woke up the next morning and we were hopping on our flight. <laughs> I started telling everybody that Rink came across like a homeless man that was trying to like get money from him and he suckied this homeless guy. <laughs> 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 just spreading it and i told rink this story and he's like dude no way he, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't remember he, he thought it was true he's like oh my god i can't believe i did that he's, <laughs> he's never blacked out yeah. <laughs> so i'm telling all the guys i'm like rink thinks it's true like just go with it and people are like rink man i heard you suck eat a homeless guy and he's like dude you don't <laughs> he's getting all flustered he was getting all flustered about it. he's like come on and he's just straightforward dude, like he said, engineer, just super smart, whatever. He just got hammered the night of the championship. He's, he's doing like math equations on the plane home to, <laughs> yeah. to, oh, to, he, to for penance. He literally, he literally was. That's yeah. what he always. Oh. Man, he uses his mom. His mom's like an English professor, so his his vocabulary is just insane. Half the words you say, you don't understand. You're like. Am I talking to, you know, some scientist or yeah. some guy on the team? You know, we're all idiots here. I, I got a chew in my mouth and I just, I'm hung over. I, I, I don't understand you, Rink. You know, fucking use, you know, fifth, alone. use fifth grade language with me right now. You're like, you're like, Rink, if you can't keep it simple, yeah. you shouldn't be talking to people like yeah. that, okay? If you, can't, me, if you makes, can't explain it to a kid. If you can't explain it to a kid, it makes me think you're dumb. Yeah, you're exactly. Like, you know. I'm starting to think I'm smarter than you, Rink. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next the next bullet point that Yozy Raycam sent. Um, Dry Island. Do you remember Dry Island? And we have I've got a couple of stories about Dry Island as well, but let's hear yes, yours. Again, another freshman year story. And we <laughs> we have a bye week playing bye tech, you know, who's undefeated. Always tough. Yeah. We go out like every day that week. Wednesday night, we actually went down to my now wife's house, who I was not with at the time. We get like wrecked with her and her parents and like a couple other a couple other girls and, and a couple guys on the team. And by a couple guys on the team, I actually it was just me and Ray Camp. Now that I think about it. <laughs> and so we come back, we like drive back in the morning for practice. And Ray Camp is you can never hide if Ray Camp's boozing. Because yeah. he sweats and his breath is so just smells so bad. much booze every time that you're like, were you drinking like right up until practice? It's like a dragon. Exactly. Fire exactly. And so, yeah. you know, but he's always he works his bag off like you've seen the guys have so shredded yeah. like works, works his bag off in all things. And so after practice, you know, we were, we were it was getting to like. We were like, you know, 13 in the pairwise or something, and it was getting to the end of the year. We hadn't been, we get, and so we get, I think we got swept by Northern Michigan, which is a tough sweep right before, like the week before we played by tech, right? And so yeah. by tech is obviously just a nice bye week, right? Yeah. Everyone gets to go out, everyone gets to have fun. Um, we went out a little too much. So the captains put the team on a dry season. Yep. And we were like, wow, we can't believe this. And it's like right after, 
we just get wrecked on a Wednesday night. We're the only two guys that went out <laughs> before practice. And so we go like two and six through our next eight games before, <laughs> before we're trying to get into the tournament here. We sneak in and then we have a party and the whole team gets wrecked. And then we make it to the Frozen Four. So this, the, the moral of that story is, if you're a captain and you think it's a good idea to put the team on dry island, it's not. Because <laughs> works. nobody listens to you, first yeah. of all. Yeah. And secondly, if you take a step back like your next year, all those guys like went to pro hockey. And they're probably playing with absolute legends yeah. who are going out the night before a game. I, that always makes me laugh. Like, you don't care about your teammates. You're a bad guy. Oh, and yeah. it's like... Maybe take a step back here. I just want to have fun. Not everyone's going to play in the NHL. Not everyone's yeah, going to move on. Yeah. It's okay to live up your college days it and is. cherish it. And you're not a shitty guy as long as for, for doing on. that. Yeah, don't. I mean, don't dog it. Don't be yeah. a shitty teammate. But it's okay to have fun. Yeah, okay. It's okay to go out. Okay, to add to that, because for my first three years, fuck, we were really fucking good. Yeah. So we never really had any type of like step back or whatever setback whatever and my senior year pogo's captain um myself and john assistant captains was that the i forgot did you guys miss the tourney that year yeah that was the first time in fucking 16 years north dakota didn't whatever and it was it was so hard trying to pass that on to the no our oh yeah we made it our junior year but anyway it was so hard to pass on to the young guys they're like do we hear all these stories about north dakota and you know you're out partying and having fun and and it was so hard to pass that like yeah we were out doing all of that crazy shit because we were really fucking good you know we had the drives it you know but we did it at the start and then we were struggling so we were trying to find ways to like change it we didn't necessarily say hey no boozing at all but it was like hey let's try and dial it in if we get a sweep here you know then we'll go out and party. It was just so fucking hard because the whole mentality was like, you come to North Dakota, you win hockey games, and you booze. Yeah. But we weren't winning, so we didn't know what the fuck to do. Right. It's a hard spot for like a leadership group to be in. Yes. No. Um, which is why I'm like, it, it's you know, take a step back. Yeah. And, and there's there's more to it. Yeah. But I under, I can understand there that you're, you know, your story program and you're having a really tough season where you're like, you try anything. Um, but at the end of yeah. the day. The the not going out and letting guys have fun, I don't think is ever is ever the is ever the right answer. And it, yeah, yeah. And he, I don't think it is either. Um, my freshman year, we had it. We had a dry season for probably a month or two because I think three guys in the span of five days got arrested and put in jail. So <laughs> we went on dry island there just uh, at the coach's <laughs> order. And all of us were like, all of us were like, oh, okay, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah. probably tone it back. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, it's tough to it's tough to tell all these. You know, if you know college hockey teams and all the guys that are playing, you think of them as these elite athletes, but they're they're just students going to a college, and everyone going to college wants to have fun, you know, and 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 all the guys on the hockey team are for the most part savages, you know. They, they know how to work hard and play hard, and, and that's what they wanted to do. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we went on that dry island. It was tough. I mean, obviously, 
really no one listened to it. You just don't go public with, you know, you don't go to the bars. You have drinks, you know, by yourself or. Right. It's not like guys are boozing every day. No. It's more of like a. Yes. I'm going to, we're going to sweep on a Saturday night and now we're going to go and go home. But now we're just supposed to go home when it, you know, the entire town's just bumping. Right. Yeah. Can we just enjoy this and, you know, have a few beers with people? But yeah. And I, I was, fuck, I love partying more than anybody Growing up, I didn't really drink. I didn't drink in high school. Juniors, my teams were young. We, you know, we drank a little bit in Green Bay, but Sioux City, not at all. And then I come to North Dakota, and it's like this is what we do, and yeah. I fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. I had a fucking blast. So, how do you think I felt telling these man, hey, maybe we should, you know, dial it back a little bit? I didn't want to. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, I'm playing six minutes a night, like. It didn't fucking, you know, it mattered to me because I want it because of the tradition, like, you know, but it's, but that was the cool fucking hard. That was the cool part about the UND coaches. So like they all, they're all hockey players. They all played for UND. So they kind of, you know, understand what's going on. They get it. They fucking get it. And, you know, if we were having a decent season or, you know, even going through a rough patch and we, you know, get swept or lose a game to a bad team or whatever. And everyone's just fucking down, you know. You're sad. If you lose a team you don't, you're not supposed to lose to or you get swept by a team, you're just like, God, like, that's tough. Um, but our coaches always come in after some of the tough weekends and they'd be like, mandatory party. You all, you all, have, to go to, you all have to go to the after party right now, and, and there's no exceptions. Everyone's got to go because they knew, and it's a huge part of hockey, and any team is just spending time outside of the facility. Um, and especially in, in like what we were doing, it's like, if your team, you know, is like not going to the same after, not going to the same party and like not hanging out with each other and guys are going off in different directions, you're not going to be that close together in the locker room versus if you're all at the same area, you know, having beers and, and talking to people and having a good time that just creates that extra, you know, charisma and and trust in teammates and you have stories to tell and you're like you relate to those guys like you can talk about stories that you all know because you're all there and i i don't know what's been going on at und this year but you know obviously like it's a bunch of new guys transfers at und right now and everyone's worried about their first half they're you know oh does this team have it they don't have any high-end talent and now towards the end of the year they're just, they look like a team, you know, they're playing together. They're playing well. I, I, I fully believe that's because I know all those guys are probably going to the same parties and they're, they're, they're all, they're family now. And that's, you're not going to be, you're not going to become a family throughout the year. If you don't spend time outside of the rink, totally. it's, it's such a huge part of the game. <clears throat> it's a great um, point, but let's get on to the next one. Um, pretty funny here. So Murr apparently went no notebooks and textbooks for an entire year. Oh, yeah. Junior year, upper level finance, St. Cloud. <laughs> I said, you know what I'm bringing? My noggin. <laughs> and and what do you do all... now? I work in private equity. <laughs> so he's got... He's, I love that. He literally has got it he, all, all, in, all, it all is, in his brain. It is, guys. It is not, any, it is not because of an intelligence thing. I am a, I'm a good networker and getting people to believe that I'm good at things. I love it. And then they're like, you seem like a cool guy. So, you know, <laughs> here's a job. You know, this is fun. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, you know what? This seems like a good idea. 
I think I can handle this. So like I walk into class one day, Ray Camp and I are in a lot of these white dance classes together. And I'm like, he's like, you ready for the test? And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, we got a test today. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I got this. <laughs> we take the test. We just get it back. And then it gets like an 86. I get like a 54. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll get the next one. Yeah, it's only worth like 10% of the grade. So I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine on the next one. And yeah, I mean, it was stupid. It was stupid, right? But, but I was still an NCHC, you know, all American academic. You're not player, but all American academic. You so. tend to do those things in college, though. You're like, ah, fuck it. I don't need a notebook here. I'm smart. I didn't buy. I didn't buy a textbook. Psych. <laughs> oh yeah, you always have that battle of like, do I buy this textbook? Do I need it? Yeah. It costs. This textbook for this class costs seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I gonna get it? Pro- <laughs> you know, not. You know, it was awesome from Omaha. I think I humble brag. I think I I won forward of the year. Not think I did win forward of the year there. And my like end of the year banquet award package was my textbooks were paid for. <laughs> Like in college. <laughs> and so I would just buy other guys' textbooks. I was like, fuck, 400 bucks for a philosophy book? I'm like, buddy, come on. Yeah, I, got I, got I got you. I got you. Bill, this one of the yeah. Lancers. Yeah. And it's. It, I never saw a bill, so I, I could be totally wrong here. And I don't know where this would have gone, but that's what I thought I won. And it could have just been freshman year, but I treated it all four years, even when I wasn't buying textbooks. All four years, he's like, telling guys, like, no, I don't use textbooks, and I get them for free, so you can have money. Yeah, yeah. They're coming up to me after the season, like, hey, I mean, it says I, I owe $400 for this textbook. Did you talk to the Lancers? No, yeah, I sent them a message, whatever. Yeah. Shoot them an invoice. <laughs> you got QuickBooks? <laughs> Okay, oh, that's good. Um, okay, I got Murr's left hook. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just talking about my horn, which isn't super. Is this, oh, very is much this, not impressive. Oh, so this is a horn? Okay. Oh. This is a... I got a slight butter draw to yeah, mine. it's not. I mean, there's just like... If there was... <laughs> It's cute, you know. I think that's, that's what it's been. I wonder if to that us. has to do with the motion that you make. Uh, I always thought about it, but mine peeing. goes the other way. You make that motion peeing sometimes, like this, and yeah, I mean, oh, it does. It does over what time. What a great analysis. Left hook. I'm thinking like Mer sucking a guy th- once. I, I was thinking yeah, that too. I, I, I didn't know I what wish. it meant. I didn't I know wish. what it meant, but I'm I'm glad. It's like oh, a it's yeah. like a junior Iserman. Great curve, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah, you're oh. an Iserman. You know I. I'm going to tell people I have a Madonna, but I think, yeah, at some points I have a Sackick. <laughs> Mine that's looks a hell of a curve, though. Mine looks just like this. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. May not hit the end of the tuna can, but I'll hit all the sides. <laughs> I promise you that. Hey, uh, you'll like this. I, I fought once in the USHL against Sioux City, and Jordan was on the team. And I, it was I was like, I barely played in Fargo. Coach hated me. And so one game I get, I'm playing terrible. Some guy like wrecks me. I get up and I just look at a guy. I'm like, fuck, want to go? He looked at me. It was Max McCormick. If you remember who that is, I think he still like fights in the, in the show. Sometimes he's like up and down and I'm a lefty. And so I was like, I got one chance here. I'm like, I got one chance in my life as a righty. So I line up as a righty. He goes to grab me. I switch and I get him like three times and I'm like, God, fucking right. Jordan's looking at me. He's like, 
He's right. Like, he's like, wow. He's like, nice. We had Oleg Yvanko on the team who would just bag guys yeah. six, seven. Oh, yeah. So Nails, he, bring, he brings my like gloves to the box. He's like, very nice, Jimmy. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I just never fought again because I was like, you know what? I, I got a few lucky ones in, and now I'm just going to act like I'm Nails. Yeah. So yeah. I won't fight you because I'm too skilled, but, yeah. you know, if I, if I wanted to, I'd yeah. fucking bag you. There's yeah. nothing worse than... Dropping the mitts with a guy and you just have no idea who he is, and then all of a sudden he just lines up lefty, lefty. and you're like, "Oh yeah. my god, I have to eat yeah. eight punches then in the just... face because I have no idea how to fight a lefty." And then I have to <laughs> grab him as a lefty and then throw my kind of handicapped left arm yeah. that knows nothing. It doesn't know <laughs> what know where to it's do. Going. It's literally just going like this, and I'm holding the guy over here like it's just stupid. I'm asking the the listeners: Have you ever thrown a, a football with your wrong hand? <laughs> Imagine that in a wrong-handed fight, you're slapping this other guy <laughs> yeah. while he's just teeing off oh, yeah. on your head. And the in the way I really recognize it was after my senior year of college, I get shoulder surgery on my right on my right shoulder, and throughout my whole life until then, I didn't realize how handicapped my left arm really was. So I get I get surgery on the right shoulder, can't move it at all. You know, get home like oh, I gotta brush my teeth. Can't even fucking brush my teeth. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. you're stranger in yourself, though. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, you have to sit on yeah. it, <laughs> and then make I, it numb, and, the, and then I take it, <laughs> <laughs> make it numb. Oh, it's someone else. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, and then and then and then I sit down and take a shit, and I'm like, oh, this will be easy. Wipe my ass, and I'm like, I can't. Do even I go fu- from the front? I can't even fucking get it down there. I don't even know what angle my wrist has to be for me to wipe my butt with so my tough. left hand. And, I, and then I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I got to start doing workouts with my left hand and try to get it coordinated because it's it can't do anything. I mean, it's useless. Could you imagine being ambidextrous? That'd be so sweet. Oh. That'd be the coolest thing in the oh world. My God. Those guys who, who, hop, who is yeah. nobody. <laughs> Those guys who hop up to the pitcher, they hop up oh, yeah. to the mound and they pitch the first, you know, seven innings right handed and then they hop up to the mound the last two innings. Bring in the just, closer. They're just fucking left-handed, and you're like, what is this guy doing? How can you do that? Fucking magic. Yeah. It's fucking magic. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> foul. No, two fouls. <laughs> For what? <laughs> you can't, can't have guys be, jumping through the air like flying through the air like that. Come on. <laughs> Um, oh, little semi-pro reference. Watch the movie Semi-Pro to get that one if you haven't. I, uh, sponsored by Semi-Pro. Yep, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by Semi-Pro. I suggest you watch Semi-Pro. It's a good movie. But uh, let's... Okay, there's one more Yozy. There's a couple more Yozy gave me, but let's get in this one. So you're scratched in Duluth, and you find the beer garden there. Yep. <laughs> I'd never been scratched. I was never scratched my freshman or sophomore year. Bob was always like pretty hard on nice. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob was always pretty. Yeah. My freshman year, I get put on a line with like Nick Dowd and someone else. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, God, this feels pretty good. Yeah. You know, Nick Dowd, he's a pretty good player, I guess. Still, it's not what is bad. he? Yeah. yeah. He's, and, and he's, he's like, a genius. Yeah. He's, and he like, I have so much respect for him because he's, he works so fucking hard. Oh, yeah. To get there. And so he's a guy I've got a lot of respect for in that regard. Is he going to have a lot of beers with me? Probably not. Does he like me? Maybe not. But <laughs> I got a lot of respect for him. So, anyways, I don't, I'm like, you know, it's my junior year. We're, it's like probably the worst year that we've been having in my, my career at St. Cloud. 
I'm not, I'm having the worst year of my career. And so Bob sends me a message after I played shitty on Friday night in my head at the time. I'm like, I didn't play shitty. What do you know? Yeah. You know? And then he shows me a bunch of clips and I'm like, you still don't know anything. Uh, I didn't play bad. And so I get, I get scratched. I'm like, so rattled. This is like middle of the season, junior year. You know, you're like almost a hundred games in never getting scratched. And you see, and you have to pregame skate. It's like, and you know, 16 you're out you don't see your name yeah yeah, you're like what yeah uh and so i'm like fucking rattled yeah joe's dad's there (laughs) and i'm like i'm going to the casino i'm not taking a pregame nap i'm like i'm gonna go to the casino i'm gonna start drinking so i go to the casino lose money make make a make a really good day worse start getting hammered joe's dad's like jim why don't you come meet me for dinner Oh, no. And dinner was he and I slamming like 20 tall boy Coors Lights <laughs> yeah. from like three o'clock to the end of the game. And mid second period, I, I'm like, hey, John, I, I got to go like sit in the stand by myself. Like I am wasted. <laughs> I'm sitting in the stands by myself in my suit. Like can't really pay attention to the game. I couldn't even tell you if we won or lost. I think we're going to I'm like so hammered. I'm like, oh, my God, it's like it's like nine fifteen. If we get the bus loaded in like 20 minutes, I think we can get back to the bar in St. Cloud. <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I like run into the locker room and I must look like such an idiot. And I am like packing everyone's bags, getting everything loaded to the bus, being a really good, healthy scratch. Yeah. And I, again, I'm totally hammered. And again, Ollie comes up to me and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, are you like, are you wasted? And I'm like, no. What do you mean? Am I wasted? <laughs> Not me. I would not do that. <laughs> and he's like, you're you're a liar, like blah, blah, blah. And I, so I just I try to get the bus loaded again. We don't make it back in time for, <laughs> for bar closing. I'm just housed on the way home, and all the seniors are real mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on the team's like, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, well, some people like to blow off steam a little yeah. bit differently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you yeah, t- but you text your parents, I go out and get hammered. Yeah. yeah. The, the Duluth Beer Garden. I was like drinking like in the beer garden at the rink before D- the game. Did you go to Fond Duluth Casino? Yeah. Right yeah. by the hotel. Yeah. yeah. Tough Elite one. Spot. Yeah. Great. Tough one. Great. Tough one. Every Thursday night <laughs> after meal. Every, yeah. You're from yeah. there. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, straight, just straight to the felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit. 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 16, 17, hit. hit. Nothing like a good $5 table, right? (laughs) That'll make you feel good. That reminds me of the time, um, kind of a little bit. So, obviously, if you're scratched on a Saturday at home, you're like, okay, well, fuck, we got nothing Sunday. I'm going to have a (laughs) few beers. Well, we're warming up for a game, and... Dixon Bowen at the time <clears throat> gets injured in warmups. Oh boy. So they so the coaches call Mike Gornall. <laughs> I don't even know what they that call is. Him, he's a guy in the yeah, he's a guy in our team. Fourth line yeah. grinder boy. My, I love him. my scene my senior year, Mike Gornall scratch. Dixon can't go. They call Mike Gornall. And and Gordon's was a he's a beauty. You know you know if he's out of the lineup, he probably started drinking at you know, noonish one o'clock. <laughs> yeah, like a freshman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he was a he, he was an overage. He, he aged out of the juniors, came in as a freshman, scratched that day, and he, he was a full on beauty. So you knew like 
what he was up to on that Saturday because everyone <laughs> knows what you do on Saturday if you're not in the lineup. Yeah, red pepper, yeah. 25 beers. Yeah. And <laughs> Dixon gets injured in warm-ups and the coaches call Gorns like, hey, Gorns, you got to suit up. We need you. Dixon got injured in warm-ups and he's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He walks into the he walks in the ring and starts getting dressed and everyone's like, Oh God, we all know. Like, he this guy is drunk. <laughs> so he I mean, I don't know how many minutes he played that game, but he was in the lineup that game. And he probably, yeah, he probably, <laughs> he probably so not many not many minutes, I promise probably, you that. Well, you probably got sent out with other guys. <laughs> They're like, uh, Gorns, you can sit this one out, we'll send another guy with you. But yeah, I mean I don't think he, he you couldn't really tell on the ice, and it, but it was a hilarious story that he got called in that Saturday, and everyone knew that he was drinking before. And this is this is a story I never told, but Nick Schmaltz, when he was still at school, he had back spasms or whatever and couldn't go in warmups. And Ryan Leducer, our uh, yeah, assist, our um, what are they called? The co- the. Student. teaching student assistant whatever like they help out with the, yeah. yeah they help out with the team leducer's calling me and coach shaw's calling joel janitoinen and they're like hey we need you at the rink this whole time I, i've been at the i've been at my apartment the pita pit which is like the party house it's me my brother my best friend who's up visiting and i'm, <laughs> I'm four vodka lemonades deep and i get a call from ryan leducer and he's like hey get over here right now and I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, like get over here right now. I fucking put on a suit. I'm halfway to the rink and he calls me back and he's like, Coach Shaw called Joel. You're not going to go tonight. First off, I was kind of pissed, you know, like yeah. Shazzy, give me the fucking chance, man. Yeah. I probably would have scored eight. You know, yeah. that's when you turn <laughs> into a so degenerate, guilty. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you had an all time high. Yeah. You had a four, you had four vodka lemonades and all of a sudden you score four goals. I'm having four vodka lemonades each game. Oh yeah. But, um, no, truthfully, I would have looked like an ass if I ended up there, but that's, that's that, a good story. I mean, you hear those, uh, what was it? The Boston Red Sox. So, um, who was Damon? Jason Damon? No, Matt. Uh, not Matt Damon. Jason That's Veritek? <laughs> Jesus. No. Matt Damon. No, um, Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Damon. So Johnny Damon's on. So Johnny Damon's on a podcast, and he's talking about um their first World Series run since the Babe Ruth curse. Um, when they when they came back and and tied the Yankees in the series and won Game Seven, and then um eventually won the World Series in six games. Um, but he's telling the story and he's like, yeah, so we're down 3-0 to the Yankees or whatever it was. I can't remember what it was, but they were down in the series. And he's like, we're all just like, you know, the whole locker room's like, fuck it. We all take a couple shots of, you know, whiskey or whatever it was. And we go out and play and we win. And we're like, fuck, we got to do it again. Take a couple shots, game five. Win series is three two. Then they're like, oh, we got to do it again. Tie the series three three. They do it game seven. Win game seven. They go to the World Series, and he's in the podcast, and he's like, yeah. And then we, you know, we beat the Yankees in game seven, and and you know, go to the World Series, and the guys were like, so what happened in the World Series? He's like, what do you think happened? We took fucking shots before every game. <laughs> <laughs> we won the World Series. Dude, unreal. That. <laughs> 
But uh, that that could be a performance enhancing drug right there for taking those <laughs> shots because when you're in those big series like that, oh yeah, your nerves are so ridiculous. It's like almost like if you were and you can remember you're playing in the the Frozen Four like the night before you're playing that Frozen Four game. How hard is it to fall asleep? Like no. you, you, your your mind is racing so much, and like I remember when we beat Denver and Tampa to finally go to the championship game because the my first two years we had been in the Frozen Four and we had lost that first game, so we had never been in the championship game. So we make the championship game, and I still remember that night. Like I probably slept two three hours. I couldn't fucking sleep. Like right. You're there's so general. much stuff going through my mind as I'm laying in bed. Like. This is the biggest game of my life. This means everything to, you know, you think it means everything in your life and you can't sleep. And that that probably calmed the nerves and helped totally. them play just normal. Instead totally. of, you know, tensed up playing the whole time, you can imagine in baseball how mental it is with your batting. And oh, yeah. It, but it's the same way in every sport. But, yeah, I mean. Uh, I got this. I think this is meant to be. I wasn't going to tell this story and I'll leave the best part for off air, but that, that 30 for 30 is like called three days in October or whatever. And their whole, their whole slogan during that series, when they were down three Oh, after that was why not us? Yeah. Right. It's like, why not us? And and if you watch the documentary, I think it's like Kevin Euclid. He's walking up to all the boys before game four when they're down three, nothing. He's like, why not us? Whispering yeah. in guys ears. He's like, why not us? <laughs> and so at St. Cloud, our end of the year party, every class dresses up in a different theme okay right? so like are you going at the uh, happy gilmore theme because i saw that. yeah so this is a different year this is a different year that was their junior year that's ollie and brooks and yeah. yo's class that's their junior year this is their senior year they do a night at the roxbury theme amazing <laughs> right i think our class was like Jim T. Yeah, exactly. What and it's hilarious. Baby, don't hurt you, me. You, me, me, you, you, me. Don't hurt me. And, and, no more. Really good. And so it's an outrageous theme because there aren't that many characters in that movie and they have like 11 guys in their senior <laughs> class. So it does, it's, an, it's, so, it's so absurd. But Jared Raby, everyone's favorite St. Cloud Husky, if you remember the Rabe dog. 300 pounds, 62. Oh, yeah. Hey, just hey. fucking awesome the guy. fastest guy uh -huh. on the ice. Dude, he had like a 33-inch vertical. You're looking at this guy, and you're like, this guy's slow. And then he's skating around out <clears> there, and you're like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's the fastest guy on the ice. Jared's a good man, and yeah. unfortunately, his career ended after the, because of this story. But this is amazing, and I have to tell it. And he can get mad at me if, if he ever hears it. I don't know that he will, but... Yeah. We have this, our end of the year parties are always awesome, right? As I'm sure you guys are, like you just get a ton of, you get a ton of booze, you get a ton of chews, cigarettes, guys are doing whatever, <laughs> have it at the beauty barn and our, our beauty barn, which was our hockey house was like an unreal party spot and our yard and driveway were hilarious. Cause it was like a gravel driveway and then just a shitty lawn and like <laughs> yeah. a weird shed that we never used or really even went in. I don't think we had access to it, yeah. but it was a great party spot. We'd always do it on like a Thursday where people were like, and we'd start in the morning. Yeah. Right. And you party all day and then you'd let other people over at night. And so we start on like a Thursday morning and everyone's just getting after it. And they're in this night of the Roxbury and Jared is like smoking a cigarette talking to guys in in on the gravel parking lot and he's like why not me 
He's like, why not me? <laughs> and he's talking about we had Ben Storm on our team, yeah. who's like you know six six, huge guy, jacked, yeah, jacked. And he had a football scholarship, yeah, and, and hockey as well, right? So chose hockey. He's teaching guys how to like get off the line because he was a D end or, or something like that. And so he, and he's like teaching guys how to do it. And Jared's like again, he's walking in the in the driveway. He's like, why not me? <laughs> why not me? And so we get it all put together, and I'll show you guys the video after this because I still have it. And Jared and Ben line up. Ben shatters Jared's left leg. I heard this. He breaks his kneecap, breaks his leg, severs his artery. Everyone is like screaming. I'm in Jared's face. You pussy, why not me? <laughs> like everyone's laughing. Storm's like celebrating on the shed that we're not allowed to go into. And everyone's dying. And you hear like two guys in the back of this video who are like, oh my, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. And Jared's in shock, looking down at his knee, going like, uh, uh, and 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 everyone quiets down. And we had this taxi driver in St. Cloud who would drive us everywhere. You call Vern. He'd bring us Dr. McGillicuddy's after a nice Saturday night win. <laughs> yeah. We'd pound it at the, at the beauty barn. He'd drive us all downtown. It was awesome. <laughs> so he'd come to the end of your party. He's fucking hammered with his taxi. And we're like, Vern, you got to take Jared to the hospital. Like, this is really bad. He's in shock. His leg is, his knee is like, I've never seen anything like it. And his leg so looks it, like it's. you could visibly tell it looked. I will show you in a video after this. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Oh. We have to pick him up. And put him in the trunk of the taxi. Takes him to St. Cloud Hospital. They like check him out. They're like, yeah, you got a broken this. You, you ruptured your knee. You severed your art, all the arteries in your leg. Your leg's broken. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, why don't you go out in the waiting room? We'll get you a ride home. Doctor, like a PA, is like, hey, why don't we take a look at one more thing before we send him home? Airlift him to the hospital in Minneapolis. If he would have, they would have sent him home. He would have had to. He would have had to amputate. They would have had to amputate his entire left leg. Really? Because it was so. It was that damaged. They send him down to the Hennepin, you know, Hennepin Hospital down here or whatever. They have to cut through like eight inches of muscle and fat to fix it. They, you know, he couldn't walk right for a year, and I don't know if he still walks right. Yeah. And it it gets so fucked up, and he. This is also amazing because there's this chick we went to St. Cloud with and her mom is the nurse, is Jared's nurse. And he's like real messed up on painkillers from the surgery, obviously. She walks in. She's like, oh, I heard you're a hockey player at St. Cloud. Do you know my daughter? He's like, your daughter's a whore. (laughs) (laughs) And he like, she requested to be out of his room, (laughs) which was like her wing of the hospital. And so she... She requests to get out of the room. And then it, it's sad in that it ended, you know, Jared, Jared's hockey career. Jared's a, a really nice guy. He truly is a good dude. I got He's a funny. question, though. How does Stormy win that battle? Dude, Storm. With Ray, I mean, Storm's, leverage. Storm's, Storm had to have been. He was legit. He had like a Division One AA or D2. No, I mean, he he's a, he's a freak. But also, I also Stormy's... know Raby was a. He was a, he was a freak athlete. as well. Yeah, he was a good athlete. And I, he was much, I mean, Stormy was probably bigger, but Raby was, probably had the pounds on him. 
Yeah, no I'm, doubt. I'm guessing Raby probably had a few more beers in him than Stormy did because I know Stormy, he likes to get after it. He's a, he's a good guy, but I don't think he, like, floors it like all Correct, the, yeah. correct, and it, which is exactly why, and it's so funny that you brought up that the, the Red Sox-Yankees thing because it was so good. <laughs> Why not me? Why not? Why not me? (laughs) Why not me? And and it's funny because Stormy, I played with Stormy in uh, Colorado for a year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stormy's a good dude. Really good dude. And Stormy, like, you know, he's standing in the locker room, shirt off, and he's 3% body fat. He looks like Tucker Pullman, but he's six foot six, seven, huge, just scary. Engineer. Yeah, really smart engineer, just a genius, you know. And. We would, I mean, he, he told me that story, like kind of what happened. It was he was probably up. really nice yeah. about it. He was nice about <laughs> yeah. it. But it, yeah, I mean, he, he's just a, Stormy's a funny guy, you know, like we'd go out to the bar and so we went out to the bar in Colorado and there's a live band playing. So we're all sitting there just drinking beers, live band playing. And Stormy walks up to the live band, starts talking to them in between songs. And they're like, yeah. You can just see them, like, you know, conversing and, you know, talking to each other. And all of a sudden you see the lead guitarist hand over his guitar to Stormy. And you're like, what the hell is this guy doing? He can rap. And then he just hops on the fucking, he hops on the stool, gets on the mic, and he's like, I got a song for you guys. And he just starts shredding the guitar and singing a fucking song. And it's like... Who is this fucking guy? <laughs> he's an engineer. He's six foot seven, three percent body fat, and he can play the guitar and sing at the same time. Wild. Yeah. Oh, only and he's married, him. and now he's married to Katie Emmer, who's Car- Katie Storm now. Yeah. Who announces? Who used to announce for the her, Wild FSN North? Right. She's on FSN North. Does the Wild stuff now, but she used to be the St. Cloud broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do all that stuff. Yeah. You guys have good stories about Ben Storm. <clears throat> he played in Muskegon, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Not fun to play against. No. Neither am I, though. <laughs> did you fight him? Or I just... didn't fight him. He tried to step up on me. I broke his nose with my shoulder. Jesus Christ. Well, he... but I'm a unit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like... Hey, well, so I love that. I got a... I... <laughs> I got to toot my own horn here for a second. I caught a pass like this. I saw Benny come in and ooh, guys, put him right on his shorts. Guys, don't think Ols is that cool for doing that, all this stuff because Ols is a guy when we were playing, if you looked at him, you're like, okay, like I can take this guy on easily. You know, like he had that, he was a sneaky bastard. You know, like you could, you could tell that. When you watch him skate and you're like, oh, he's not going to do any harm. But then if you actually tried to hit him, it was like, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that again. I, t- Stormy was susceptible to those type of hits. And yeah. I didn't think I was it would be talking about Stormy that much <laughs> yeah. out here. But we were playing at Western Michigan and they're... Their stu- their student section is pretty solid. Oh yeah, the lunatics, lunatics right? Baby. They're fucking really We're good. Huge lunatic yeah, fans. We talked real. They had some amazing, amazing pictures on the glass, like Ryan Papa. <laughs> they had his forehead as if it was a ruler, oh. and he had a, he was a red shirt that year. He wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah, nothing like eating a ricochet shot when you're red shirted for hip surgery. <laughs> but anyways, it got everyone a good laugh in warm ups, and so. 
Stormy in the first period, actually, he got fucking train wrecked. And Stormy's from the UP in Michigan, yep. from yeah. a super religious family. He's like truly a really nice guy. I was gonna chirp him about being at the bar. He was the only guy not having beers. He was just having a Red Bull because yeah. he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> he like to party. Super, but he's he's but a super again, good. Guy. Yeah, he's a great he's dude. And so life. you know, family's religious. He's from the UP, and um, he's awesome. But his parents come down to Western. He gets fucking steamrolled <laughs> by Colton Hargrove, middle of the ice. Big fella. Yeah, and I play with I yeah. play with Hargrove, Hargrove who's got who's got one of the best horns I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Good horse. Yeah. yeah, I'm just yeah. we I'm all just, know a guy with a good yeah, horse. Yeah, and I'm just this is another funny thing I put. Yeah, oh boy, we're really rolling now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get off on another tangent here. Yeah. When we were in Fargo, we made signs in the in the shower that said "Big Horns Left, Small Horns Right," and me and I. Ollie would patrol the bighorn side and we would make our go shower on the small horn side. Patrolling the bighorn yeah. side. Nope, you're hey, not allowed. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You got the ruler right. in your hand. Yeah. Wait a second. Let's see if you're allowed. Nope. Other side. Yes. Okay. Guess you, you got it laid out on top of <laughs> guess, the ruler. Guess you didn't shove up before you got before you decided to walk <laughs> over here today. And so, anyways, Hargrove steamrolls Storm in the middle of the ice, and the Lost and Lunatics start a force a bitch. Force a bitch, and and Stormy's mom starts crying because she's like such a nice woman, and their family yeah. is so so oh, they're nice. so innocent, exactly, so nice. exactly. And they this thing must have went in my head for at least five minutes. It was probably really like thirty seconds, no. but it was incredible, incredible. Here's a story from us. Here is every time we played Western Michigan. They targeted number four, no matter who it was. And we had a Western Michigan guy on as a guest who played at Western Michigan. And we're like, hey, why, why, do, your, why do your fans hate number four? And he, he, he gave us the rundown how um, Tory Krug. Krug on Michigan State was 44. So they hated four. And... No one wears 44, so they just brought it to number four. So every time we would go there, whoever was number four on our team, which was Keaton Thompson and then Andrew Pesky, they would just get shredded. And and Tomer, you know, like Tomer's, he loves it. You know, like he's he's going up to the crowd like, what's that? You fuckers? <laughs> like, yeah, you like that? Like, well, let's go. Like, Because Tomer's record in Western Michigan was, uh, it was 6-0. and Oh, yeah. So Tomer never lost a game in Western. So he's just giving it to fans like, we're winning this game. Like, <laughs> fuck you guys. But Pesky was a little more sensitive in that sense. Like, not like Tomer, like nail, like hard nails like that. And Pesky would get a little rattled oh, like, yeah. when he was getting chirped by the fucking lost and lunatics all game. He's coming back like, why are they coming at me? Like, what's going on? <laughs> what the personal. hell did I do? Yeah. He's like, what the hell did I do? I'm why, like, Pesky, why, they just, they hate number four. You yeah. just you're like, to battle you're like, Pesky, you play at UND. <laughs> yeah. Like, are, have you seen our student section? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would. Call, I should call Pesk on the phone and be like, "You like getting called Frodo?" Because I didn't. <laughs> that wasn't that fun for me. It's funny because we don't see that stuff yeah. in the UNDC. But the UNDC student section is probably worse than well, Ruth. Oh, yeah. it's, so, it's it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I remember we we were playing. I don't remember what year this was, but. I took three penalties in on three consecutive shifts. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna get ruined. And I was in there for so long. 
you know, with whistles and everything that the guy's like chirping me, Frodo, you small fat piece of shit. Like, I'm like, God, that's a pretty good one. I've heard Frodo a lot of times, but still feels good every time I hear it. <laughs> He's like, you know, just chirping me. And then by the end of my time in the box, which probably spanned 20 minutes with TV timeouts and yeah. different shit like that, was like, he and I were just buddies. Oh, oh yeah. And then I, and I'm like, also heading back to the bench, I'm like, Man, I'm really, I'm probably sat the rest of the game here. Three penalties <laughs> yeah. in a row, one goal. Like I'm done. I get, I get out there, like, <laughs> and I draw a penalty, and I get back to the bench, and Pop's like, "Look, you've drew a fucking penalty." And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "All right, thanks, cool." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I've, I actually had to, I actually headed to the box one time at North Dakota. We played them when I was in Ann Arbor, and at the time I was committed to Denver. And I got fucking shredded. And my mom got shredded. The whole time I'm in the box. My mom's getting shredded. I'm getting shredded. We're playing fucking... She's a great woman. She's a great woman. It's an exhibition game. (laughs) Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. But then then I eventually end up decommitting and go, go to North Dakota. I never heard of anything of it, but... That guy, you know, that guy who who runs the chirps at North Dakota, he's actually a really good guy. Oh, I'm sure. And he just, he loves the, you know, like you, the away teams love it too. Like you want to go into that box. Like I loved going to Western, getting a penalty and getting in that box. And all the Western fans over the glass, like you're a fucking Nazi. (laughs) You know, Ralph Engelstead's a Nazi. You're playing in a Nazi rank. Like you fucker. (laughs) you know, yelling out my mom's name, my brother's names, like you guys are fucked. You know, I'm just like, this is awesome. This is great. <laughs> Love the research. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then you always pull that, like every guy, every hockey player in the box pulls that. Oh yeah, you you paid to watch. Yeah. Me, oh yeah. <laughs> Student section's free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you paid to watch me. Actually, we got these tickets for free. Well, you're. University. You're, you're, you're here watching me. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm a I'm a Division One athlete. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you in the job line in about four years though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that shit's the best. That's, oh yeah, that's what you remember, you know. And like, it sucks at the time, but like, it's just memories, you know. Like, oh yeah, unreal. And I wanted to ask Murr about his uh, like, where would you guys go? What What was your best road trips like? Where would you have sure. the most fun? Like, we always always Denver. Yeah, always Denver. We'd always have a ball there. Uh easy place to sneak out of the hotel. Not that we really had to sneak out. Would you guys stay downtown there? Like, yeah. So three of the years we stayed downtown, yeah. and then one of the years we stayed Different spot. Yeah, we stayed uh, in Cherry Creek, which is closer to campus, so good it worked spot. out better. Yeah, but we always we always had a really good time there. Like. I think my freshman year was Prox's birthday, the Saturday night, and we, I think, tied and won. So that's an automatic go. Yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, one of my, a guy that I grew up playing with, Paul Phillips, was at Denver then. One of my really good friends went there as well. So we, like, went to cr- the Crimson and Gold and yeah. got, you know, grab a couple pictures. And we went, we went, went and met up with all the Denver guys. So it was like, we were buddies with all the Denver guys because they would come out when they were at St. Cloud and we would go out when we were at Denver. And so we would go out all night. We had a row of guys that year because I was out until like five or six in the morning <laughs> because uh, like one of my really good friends went there. Yeah. Uh, and so it was me, Ray Camp and Taylor Johnson. Taylor Johnson was a senior when I was a freshman. 
and I, Taylor Johnson's kind of a legend, loved, love partying. And we were all in a row, all asleep before takeoff. Like if, if the coaches walked back, they'd have oh, been yeah. like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys are yellow jersey on, on Monday. That was like our story. The only time we ever got to stay over, because at UND we have our charter flight. So yeah, not, not bad. Yeah. I mean, you don't complain about it because it's great. Um, but it did it did suck that you couldn't stay overnight at a way place and go out with them. But anyways, our Denver flight got delayed, and Ols already shared a story of of his night. He was twenty one at the time, so he got to go to the bars. But the the other guys like myself and all the other guys that were under twenty one, the true freshman, yeah, couldn't go to the bars. What is that? <laughs> what? Sick yeah. fucks. We don't have a lot of those in St. Cloud. So we couldn't go to the bars, so we go to the Denver party, and I was really good friends with Will Butcher. Like, he was one of my best friends in Ann Arbor when I was playing there. Right. And he went to Denver. So I'm like, Butch, like, what do we do? Like, you know, we're staying here overnight. And he's like, oh, you know, we're having a little party, you know, drinking beers here and and you guys are welcome to come so all of us go there the guys are under 21 and we go to this party in denver this house party and most of their team is there at the time and you know we're talking to all these guys hanging out you know after the series is over you don't hate each other you're right. actually really good friends with all the guys you know you're like oh yeah you know talking about shit and we notice like we notice all these Denver guys are just smoking cigarettes yes, outside. Yes, outside. They're, yes. just, they're just ripping cigarettes. Like Leggia yeah. and LaRaza yeah. and those guys. <laughs> just, just Joey LaLegia, LaRaza, La La yeah, La Legend. <laughs> yeah. They're all smoking cigarettes outside. Every every guy on the team smoking cigarettes outside. And we're like, do we have to – we got to hop in on this. You know, like we're – we're, we're, we're with, cool. <laughs> we're with these guys. We're cool. So we we go outside and start smoking cigarettes with these guys. And I'm like, I just bring up like, why are, why are you guys smoking cigarettes? Like, what what's going on here? And and I, I forget who it was, but someone's like, yeah, I know we're, we're all just trying to quit chew because it's a bad habit. You know, all of us <laughs> chew. Um, and you know, to take the edge off, you just got to smoke a couple cigarettes. So I'm like, okay, so you guys quit chew to take on cig, and in order for you to quit chew, you started smoking cigarettes to offset that. <laughs> that's a that's just a great philosophy. It adds for you up. Guys. Yeah, it adds up. Yeah. totally. That's just a great. Yeah, you guys are great. Yeah, that's a good idea. Did you guys have anyone stay over with you? Like stay over at UND that went yeah. out with you guys? Yeah. So I think. We had some western. We had some western nights, but one of the biggest nights was Miami. Miami, yeah. Oh fuck, Miami was awesome. Yes. So Miami, Miami was yeah. Awesome. So Miami, the the Miami guys stayed overnight one night. I forget what happened Friday, but Saturday, um, one of the guys I actually played with in Utah, and he's from Minnesota. His name's Taylor Richard. He it was his birthday on Saturday when we played them at the Ralph. We beat them seven to one. <laughs> He was minus seven, minus six on his birthday. <laughs> so he's got this story telling me. But anyways, he was one of the guys. There was like eight guys from Miami that in their tracksuits that came to our party. Love that. After the weekend. And a couple of the guys on Nodak were, you know, a little. There were some guys on Nodak who took 
rivalries and in-conference play very seriously. Like, hey. Like the general Steph and Patton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I mean... I'm not saying I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. I, I like their philosophy there. Like you know, like it's like Lance Armstrong. Like Lance Armstrong, where he's when he's when he's winning all these Tour de France's, he he talks about like what he did there, and he like manufactured hate. Like he didn't actually dislike any of the bike racers, but he manufactured it in his head. Like he thought the whole time, like oh no, this this guy hates me. This guy hates me. I'm going to hate them. And he manufactured it to use it as motivation, which is what these guys did. You know, like they didn't want to be friends with any of the NCHG teams. Right. So these, these guys come to the party and guys are like, we got to boot these guys out. Fuck them. They're in the NCHG. We can't be fucking hanging out with them. They're our rival, you know, like, and at the time Miami was really good. Like their first, their first couple of years, in the NCHC, they were really good. You yeah. know, they had Zarnik and fucking Barber. Coleman. And Coleman. Yeah. I mean, those guys were – they were good. Um, but anyways, they come to our party and they're – so we get all eight of them. We get eight UND guys and we're like, we're going best of seven flip cup in front of the whole party. And this place is packed. Full beer flip cup <laughs> or are we talking regular flip cup? I can't remember. Full beer flip cup. <laughs> <laughs> It probably wasn't full beer because we would have been puking everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we start playing this flip cup game and it's 3-3. Three, three. You know, we're going into game seven. And we win this. We win game seven. And everyone in the party is just fucking selling. And all of a sudden, it's just, fuck Miami. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck Miami. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you see all the Miami guys chanting along fuck my head oh yeah you're you're jacked up yeah, oh, they're, you're, jacked you're up. Loving it. they're along with a party Who like cares? fuck my head yeah. in their tracks it's like oh, let's yeah. go <laughs> it was such a great memory what? man like that it was such a good time with those guys there one of the best memories i have on the road wasn't even during the season it was when all the forks boys came down to duluth for the wedding yes what, who Andy and we went to your parents' yeah. house after they all stayed at my parents' house, and we they all went to a wedding or whatever, and I met up with them afterwards. I don't know who it was. What is it, Andy? Andy Reynolds. Yeah, he, he's the equipment manager for the Philadelphia Flyers right now. Hell yeah! So they all they all went to the wedding. Whatever, I met them all out. I was like, boys, you can stay at my fucking parents' house. You know, I'm trying to be a beauty. I did that a lot, like <laughs> trying to it. fit in. Like, hey, guys, like, come on, stay at my parents'. Well, we had a great <laughs> time with your parents no, in the was, morning. It was yeah. great. And uh, fuck, there was about seven or eight different stories from that night, and it was a fucking time. But anyway, I tell my dad, I'm like, yeah, you know, you should probably get some stuff for fucking breakfast in the morning. Like, look after these guys. They all get up. They're all fucking mega hung, oh. and they can't eat. And so my his dad's making my breakfast. My, my dad's making fucking 20 pieces of French toast, so scrambled nice. eggs, bacon. Like I'm like, you know, these guys will be fucking hungry. No one could eat it. They, nobody <laughs> could eat. They took like one bite and they're like, oh man, it's so good. But their plates were all full. All your, of a sudden they're like, oh. like, what what I do? Yeah. They're like, we gotta we gotta get fucking on the road right now. It's in the summer, everybody has to go home, whatever. They leave the whole fucking tables full of food. And he goes, You're a fucking idiot. 
You eat it. Yeah. He goes, eat the fuck out of that. I'm sitting there crying my ass off, shoving French toast. That damn good. No, I wasn't really complaining. I'll work it off tomorrow. To my credit on that story... I didn't actually spend the night at your parents' house. I that's was somewhere one, else. That's one of the stories. And yeah. I got picked up. It's actually a, it's a hilarious story. Yeah. Um, we'll keep it off the air, I think, though. Do you want to say it? We'll say a little bit of it. Okay. So I, I, <laughs> Let it I, ride. Yeah. So we're in Duluth for this wedding, and we're all just, you know, like, we, we're all, like, driving up to Duluth a little late because we're just a bunch of dumbasses, you know, like, to this wedding. Like, oh, we got to buzz up there. We're going to be late. We stop at a gas station, put all our suits on, drive in the wedding. We're boozing all the way up there. We're hammered at the wedding already. Go out after the wedding. Don't remember what happens after the wedding. All the boys go back to Ols' house because he was nice. His parents were nice enough to, you know, host us there. And um, I wake up in some random place. Don't know where I am. <laughs> It's like six, it's like six, it's like 6 a.m. And I wake up and I'm, I'm still like, you know, like I'm, I'm like full suit on, like tie on still. I'm like, oh God, like not again. And I look out the, I look out the window and it's like, it's, I can tell like I'm, I'm in like kind of a sketchy neighborhood based off the houses and like what's going on outside. And I'm like, oh God, like where am I? So I texted in the group chat that we went down to the, you know, the wedding with. And I'm like, hey, if anyone can pick me up, please, God, pick me up. Because this was kind of before Uber was in everywhere. You know, sure. like Duluth didn't have Uber. And definitely not Duluth. Yeah. So, like, I had no ride home. So I'm like, I can't stay here. Like, I'm hoping someone's awake. Like, please come get me. And I send this text in the group. And luckily enough, like. 30 seconds later, John Simonson replies, like, yep, I'll come get you. And I'm like, why the fuck is he awake and why is he coming to get me? But thank God, this is a, this is a fucking, I mean, I prayed to God and this is his answer. He's picking me up. So anyways, John pulls up and it's, what is it, June? It's probably June or July. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a June. It's June or July, and I open the car door, and obviously, you know, you're in bonus land, just fucked up still. And I hop into the car and shut the door, and at volume, if it goes up to a hundred, probably eighty nine, <laughs> is playing Bruce Springsteen. Santa's coming to town. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. And I get in the car and I'm like, I shut the door. I'm like, Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm like, Jesus, John, what are you listening to? But that was the, that was, a, that's the story. I mean, we, he just picked me up. He, he was, he quick, was a quick answer. He was, a, he was a little too hungover. He couldn't sleep apparently. So he went for a drive and was like doing things. And I text him. He's like, nope, yep, I'm up. I can't sleep. So I'm, I'm going to come pick you up. And he came and picked me up, and he was listening to fucking Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Bruce Springsteen, in June or July. And it was the funniest, one of the funniest memories I have in my life, because I'm just like, why are you listening to this song right now? But it is an unbelievable song. And now, to this day. Maybe it was June 25th, yeah. half, yeah. half yeah. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and, st- and then still to this day, I'm like, I still listen to that song, and I'm like, 
I still let it play, even if it's not December, because I'm like, this song's unbelievable. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> the Simonson family. I don't know Johnny, but I know Alex. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. There's just beauty. Impressive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's beauty. That's a great. That's the best way to put it. Impressive stuff. No, I mean they're they're so dialed in, like sharp, but they also can have fun. And that's what you enjoy, you know? Like that's what you like out of a guy who can put it together and and get his shit done, but also be a fun guy at night, oh, yeah. you know? Like th- that's all you want out of a guy. Oh yeah, so I want to I want to get this story in before. I don't know how much we have left, but just so we don't miss it. I want to get the story in that I know maybe's been told before, but of a nice Gage Osmus summer trip to St. Cloud State University. Yeah, no, it's a good story. Where, it must be touched yeah. on. G- Gage is helping out the USA festival with, with our pal Joe Ray camp, who we mentioned a few no, times. No, Yozy was Yo- Oh, yeah, Yozy yeah, was think I think Yozy yeah. was working there, too, which is why yeah. he was like, hey, hey, Gage, you come out with the boys tonight. So in St. Cloud on Wednesday nights, they have a, a beer pong tournament. Or was it Thursday? No, yeah, because no, it, it, was, it was Wednesday night. So they had a beer pong tournament at a place called D.B. Searles. And so Osmus comes DB's. over. Yeah, Os, Os comes over to the beauty bar and, we we get you know we're getting rocked and having a good time. We go over to the beer pong tournament. Probably have probably have a good time. Don't win at all. And we're then just we, ordering pitchers yes. of Captain <laughs> Coke. Yeah. yeah. So at, at DBs for the beer pong tournament, you could order whatever you wanted. Pitcher wise, it was seven bucks. You could house a Long Island. You could house uh, <laughs> anything. You, you could house a Chardonnay. Whatever you were into. You go vodka on the rocks. Yeah, they fucking whatever, give it to you. Whatever <laughs> you needed. Seven bucks. Yeah. Throw it down. And so we leave. We leave the beer pong tournament and we head over to MC's, which is famous for the Harry Buffalo at St. Cloud, which has like seven shots in it. And me, Yos, and Oz are sitting there at the bar, and it's like 1.30, 1.45 a.m., and we're like, Gage, you think you're something. You want a fucking, you want a booze? Why don't you grab a Harry Buffalo right now? We'll get one with you. Yeah. All of us drink a Harry Buffalo about one forty. We're all feeling yeah. just tough. Like, <laughs> like, let's fucking do it. I'm, a, oh, I'm not a pussy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not gonna remember this, yeah. but you know, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. And we all drink a Harry Buffalo at one forty-five a.m. Walk back to the beauty barn. Gage and Yoz have a game at eight a.m. <laughs> And so, story has it, I'll let you interject however you want, <laughs> but apparently Gage walks back to the dorms after we walk back to the beauty barn, and he's knocking on doors at this USA festival, walking in, letting kids know, because it's the last day of camp tomorrow, it's the all-star game, some of the guys are playing in it, some of them aren't, hey, guess what, you suck, you weren't good enough. Oh, he's you not, did not he's, yes yes he's walking into like i'm walking 15 I'm not, year old store I'm, rooms yeah. saying you suck you're pretty good you suck i'm knocking down doors because i coach <laughs> these kids all all week and i'm telling them you know you got to give your best effort you got to do this and i'm i'm knocking down these dorms walking in every room which my players are staying at and they wake up middle of the night basically like What's going on? They start video engaged. Yeah. And I walk. You suck. And I walk in and I flick the lights on in every room and I'm like, 
You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You guys want? You know, it's like two thirty in the morning. You need. You need. They honest, play in five yeah. hours. You need honesty. You need to work harder. You don't get in the weight room enough. I like your game. <laughs> He's talking to you the best player there. Oh yeah, you're like, good. Like going to all these guys. So then I go into doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you're terrible. Scouts loved you. Yeah. <laughs> So then I go into Grant Mismas's room, who eventually goes to North Dakota on my team. And I go into Grant Mismas's room, and they're all videotaping me, yelling at guys like, you're soft, fucking play harder. <laughs> I don't even know what you can do. I actually don't even know your name. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like pointing at Mish, like, Mish, you play the right way. Tell these guys to fucking play like you do. And they're taking a video of all this, and I see it the next day, and I'm like, oh, God, like I was just <laughs> chirping every guy. And then – Also, and then, you yeah. saw it the next day at about noon when you missed your game by four hours. I missed my <laughs> – I missed the championship game by four hours. I'd In the wake up dorm room, I wake, which is so yeah, shitty. Terrible. So shitty. By myself, just fucking headache. <laughs> Look at my phone. There's 97 missed calls on it. I'm like, oh, God, I got to call someone and tell them, like, what happened. And then I'm also getting sent these videos of me talking to the players, yelling at them, like, you're shit. You need to do this. You're good. You know, like, I'm just, it was, it was insane. And yeah, it was, and then, and then I blame, you know, I, I go back and all this story happens and, I blame it on fucking Yozy and Jimmy because <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into. And these fuckers knew have exactly. They knew exactly what a hairy buffalo was. We're like, let's have a hairy buffalo. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, let's fucking have a hairy buffalo. And these guys knew and they, they completely screwed me over. So I blame it on them. <laughs> that you know. There's also an awesome side to this with Ray Camp where... <laughs> Raycam has the game at the same time. He's also just a shit face. I'm the only one who I'm not going to work out the next day. Yeah, yeah. I'm sleeping. I'm having a good time. Raycamp wakes up at like 9.15. And it, right, this isn't like a normal college or NHL game you're attending. Like no. this game's pretty much over. Yeah. Yos wakes up, he's like, oh my I gotta get down to the rink. I'm late for the game. <laughs> we have a bike that our our student athletic trainer who is doing his GA at St. Cloud. And get this, this guy's now the sports science director for the Houston Texans, was our fucking GA at this time. He left his bike with a flat front tire at our house the night before. Ray Camp doesn't know where his car keys are. He's panicking. He's like, oh, I'm so late. Grabs this guy's bike, tries to ride it down to the rink. We do not live that close to the rink. He fucking bends the frame, breaks the front tire, and leaves the bike in the middle of the street and runs down to the rink. Misses the game still. Not even close. Like, not even close. The guy calls Yoz and he's like, hey, I left my bike here last night. Like, what happened? And Yoz is like, Hey man, I think your tire your uh, your tire was flat. And he's like, yeah, I know it was flat, so I left it at your house. And Joe ended up having to pay the guy nine hundred bucks for a bike because <laughs> he fucked he fucked the frame up so bad. And this is a ridiculous. Story. It was all for him to get to the game that he had already missed. 
<laughs> yeah, you already missed. And I remember, I remember when I got to the rink to retrieve my skates and stick because I had to skate on the ice with the guys when they were practicing. Yep. So I had all my gear there. So I had to go to the rink and skate. And it was like an open practice. And I all the St. Cloud guys were just like staying on the bench, just doing nothing because it was like a random day. And I walk over to them like. Fuck you, Yozzy. You fucking you <laughs> fucked me, man. <laughs> but I love them ever since. Like I I just I was like, you know what? I got a special place in my heart for St. Cloud. Oh, so like, I love these guys. Like they're they're, they're good shit. Um, <laughs> you can say I don't like that they fucked me over <laughs> on the fucking Harry Buffalo, but whatever. <laughs> They'll get you. They'll get the, you. It was, a hell of a, it was a hell of a night, though. Yes. It was a hell of a night. I wouldn't trade it for anything. No. And the funny part is, is Grant Mismash, who was one of the UND's biggest commits, like he's a great player. Um, he literally texted me after because I was good buddies with him during the camp, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to North Dakota. I love you." <laughs> he loved. You he, got him a commit. I got North. I kind. I I don't know if he would have committed if if I wasn't there or not, but. I was his counselor the whole time, and we were good buddies the whole week, and he was probably top two player there, and he just we, – we hit it off, and he's like, hey, man, I, I love you, and if that's what North Dakota's like, I want to go to North Dakota. Yes. And he went to North Dakota, and <laughs> it, was a good, it was a big commit to get. And I'm like, you know what? I got this fucking guy. You know, that's, that's worth what it. I did. Yeah, worth it. That was all you, Gage. It <laughs> and had I nothing still, to do with yeah. anything else. And so I was... still see Mish. I still see Mish all the time, and I talk about it, and he just fucking dies laughing about that story. All time. It's just so ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, it's something you, you cringe about when you're thinking about it, but it's also like, that's ah, kind of funny. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's harmless, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh Anyways, good time with you guys tonight. Yeah. Jim. Jimmy. What Murr, a blast. The Murr. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate Thank you, guys. It. This is awesome. Love what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, we really appreciate you having on or coming on. Um, a lot of great stories. You're, you're, uh, we could keep going. Yeah, he's, I know we could. I got, feel like we're, yeah. we're shutting it down early. He's got to be another, probably good, he's got to you know? be another recurring guest. <laughs> yeah. You know, we get these recurring guests. He's going to be on another time for sure. Yeah. I feel like we could easily have a whole nother episode yeah. with you whenever you'd like. I feel like we didn't even get into your playing time, you know, no, like, really, <laughs> you know, it doesn't like, matter. No, we didn't even, we didn't even just, talk, we didn't even talk about how he's a point per year, senior year. Yeah. And like he was a really yeah. good player. But yeah. Lucky. Who cares? Yeah. What'd you say? I said lucky. Yeah. Where do I get that luck? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like power play. Yeah. <laughs> on that Olympic sheet. Yeah, he's I'm fucking buzzing snapping around, it. snapping around. <laughs> crispy fucking biscuits. Olympic sheet. I would have never made it. <laughs> never. Never. I try and find my luck at the casino. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be worse. Don't we nothing, all? nothing like having a couple seconds in the corner before anyone gets near you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, thanks for listening, folks, and uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, boy.